Knights HQ. Welcome to episode two of the Knights HQ podcast. We've got a massive show coming up on what is going to be a very, very big day at McDonald Jones Stadium on Sunday. Alan McMahon Shield, every time the Knights play the West Tigers, they play for that Shield and 300 NRL games. For our special guest today, Mitchell Pearce, my co-pilot, my halves partner, is Blake Green. We're going to ask him how far away he is from coming back on the field. Also going to dive a little deeper into what has been an amazing journey for Mitchell Pearson. Ask a few questions and find out what they do game day and who they'd have over for dinner. All those sorts of insights. Two very special guests on the Knights HQ podcast. Let's let it rip. Take a look behind the curtain as the Knights take things to the next level. Watch the next episode of Level Up exclusively on newcastlenights.com.au. Welcome back to Knights HQ. Let's take a look at the first couple of rounds. Round one, what a way to start the season. Blake Green is my co-host today. Mitchell Pearce, my special guest. Greeny, have you got any superstitions when you're running out on the field? Thanks for having me on, Frankie. Um, not really, mate. I used to I used to wear the same pair of Speedos every week when Ooh. I was younger. But then once I sort of wore them out, I just end up wearing undies and it really didn't change anything. So I just got rid of the superstitions, uh, like in terms of before I run out. But I still have one. If I have a, if I have a bad day on the field, I generally throw those boots away and get a, get a fresh pair. You throw the boots away? Yeah. Not, wow. Not, not that it's the boots' fault, but I just like to start, <laughs> like to start fresh. Mitchell Pierce, do you have any superstitions on game day? Nah, not really. Um, I have a routine I follow before the game, but um, yeah, not too many uh, actual superstitions. Let's talk about the run. There's a bit of a change for the Knights this year. We went to an iconic Newcastle anthem in Better. What was that like, Junior? Yeah, it was unreal. Um, they're one of my favourite bands, Aussie bands, and one of my favourite songs. I've been listening to that for years, so I'm glad that the club picked that. Screaming Jets, have either of you ever <laughs> come across the great Knights fan in uh, Dave Gleeson? I've never come across him, no. Junior might have a few stories to tell about that. He's grinning. I'm thinking we've got something here. <laughs> yeah, I met him one night. They played in Sydney at one of the bars there in, on George Street. It was, it was a Chippendale Hotel or something, wasn't it? Might have been that. Okay. But um, when I watched him live, it was unreal. He was uh, 97. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a bit more to that. Yeah, I might leave it. the that's rest the of that story. Yeah. <laughs> 97, you, you realise when they come back to Newcastle, there's a civic parade right down here, and he was going mad. The Screaming Jets played live in Civic Park. That's the famous vision you see of the great halfback, the immortal Andrew Johns, diving and crowd surfing and then they proceeded to follow the team around for probably the next day and a half I reckon and just partied all through Newcastle. Hopefully we can replicate that (laughs) Well Knights HQ are going to tell you straight up that they'll be invited alright so (laughs) post grand final we'll get Dave Gleeson and the boys back so we're running out to better work that's good and how good was it to see a sold out sign go up at the stadium Greeny? What a perfect way eh, to start the season. Frankie, like you said, it was sold out. Uh, membership numbers are really high at 9,500 or something at the time. I'm not sure where they're at now. A sellout and we start the season with a with a good win in the wet. We're physical, we're aggressive. You know, everything that Adam talks about and how we want to represent the town. I thought we, we displayed that straight away. Your nine was 19. 19,500. But you were right. We are now at record membership numbers. We're hey, putting that down to you coming to the club. No, that's, that's <laughs> not the little reason, little lick for that. <laughs> and we're still rising. This week we will see the sold out sign go up again at McDonald Jones Stadium and the best ever membership numbers we've ever seen. Jen, you've been here for two years now. You've seen good growth in that area. Yeah, I was blown away when I first came to the club, the amount of support. Obviously, everyone talks about it within the game, but um, yeah, the actual support and the 
the crowd turnout at every home game that I've been involved in is pretty crazy, uh, especially coming from the Roosters where we're lucky to get 8,000 there. So, <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no better place to play rugby league than Newcastle. What about the performance on the field against the Bulldogs? Come up with a win, started behind with a try by the Bulldogs to start off with, but then the boys seemed to find their groove. Yeah, I think that was a pleasing thing. Obviously, in the review uh, and over preseason, we spoke a lot about being a calmer team for the whole 80 minutes. And I think both games, round one and round two, we've fallen behind at different periods of the game and come over the top to win the game. So it's not something we've been really good at as a culture over the last couple of years. So I think they were good signs. Granny, your thoughts for the Bulldogs game? Yeah, like I said, I thought it was a great start from us. I thought the things that we want to display this year, we were really strong at. I thought our contact was really good. Uh, we completed plenty of sets and, and ran hard and wolf nice and physical. So And then we backed that up again in round two. Round two, good segue into it. It was a, a very big week for the club. Before we get to the game, it was a really special time at training. I think it might have been the Monday. You had a special guest. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was great, Frankie. Obviously, I had my niece come to train on Monday to celebrate World Down Syndrome Day, even though it was on on the Sunday. It was just a good opportunity for us as a footy club to show our support. I was, I was blown away, to be honest. Even the staff had their socks on for the Lots of Socks campaign. She was so happy. I spoke to my sister that night when she went home, and she said to her dad that everyone loved me, Dad, so she was stoked <laughs> with the day. It was so good, mate. Hey, you can tell her, Dad, that Marley's right. We do love her. We're going to get her back. And it was a really special time. I had so many people talk to me about what they've seen on the TVs and the shots and our website. So Marley's welcome back anytime. Oh, mate, I'm sure she'll take that opportunity. Uh, when, once this uh, the weather goes away, we'll um, we'll definitely get her up to a game. Yeah, great to celebrate World Down Syndrome Day. And the message is really simple. It was we want to get everyone the opportunity in life. They afford everybody the opportunity to, to live their dreams and do whatever they want. And Marley certainly did that for the day. Junior, on the field, Warriors, they're, they're a tough opposition. It was a gritty performance. Yeah, it was a, it was one of the hardest games I've played for a while and a lot of the boys spoke about that after the game. I think the physicality of it was uh, was right up there. Obviously, two big forward packs, some big outside backs from both teams and there wasn't many stoppages in the second half, which was a real war of attrition a bit out there in the second half. We didn't get many, many leg ups or much field position. So... Yeah, a good tough win, and especially you know we're playing with a few few players out at the moment. Obviously, Greeny's a couple of weeks away. KP, Fitzy, Big Edric. So the younger boys that are coming in at the moment are doing a really good job. How, how was everyone? You just in that sort of the back end of the game, the Warriors. It's sort of set for set. You're in a bit of a ding dong battle there, and then the Warriors score a try. We was pretty calm. How were you behind the try line because you didn't have a whole heap of time left. Everyone was really calm. I think the game, um, as as everyone saw, the second half was very set for set, and um, we felt like if we just kept hanging in there. And completing our sets that we get an opportunity and like I touched on just before and as we've all been working on over the preseason that calmness regardless of the situation I thought it was a good test for that in those uh, final minutes and I thought you know we handled it well thanks to Bradman really (laughs) some of the things I've seen him do since I've arrived at the club for a young fella he's a special one he always looks angry he always looks serious (laughs) but he's just such an energizer for our team Uh, he always you know yesterday trained in the you know sort of wet conditions he was really energetic and and bubbly and, and jumping around and then to come up with some of the things he does physically for us at such a young age although two pretty well two very big plays in the scheme of the game and it just doesn't phase him I'm going to share a little insight near on Knights HQ the coach 
he wouldn't share this publicly. I think he might be a bit frightened of Bradman. When he, he's a nineteen-year-old, when he looks you in the eye, he looks you in the eye, Junior, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He gives that deep look. So <laughs> it's his eyebrows, I reckon. Is that what it is? Yeah, just they sort of. I don't know. I think it is a bit like Angry Birds. You know, he's a bit. <laughs> what the coach is saying to him, "Hey, Bradman, most blokes, you sort of have to get their attention." You know, Braddy's that deep into the eyes. The coach, oh, just back up a little bit there. You he takes and- a step backwards, Adam. You reckon? <laughs> he's going great, Bradman. Best. We've got him long term, which is fantastic. Coming up shortly. Let's go and have a look at that recovery report and see where the boys are and how far away they are from getting back on the park. It's Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Stand together and get amongst the action by taking your seat at the next home game. Tickets are available at knightshub.com.au. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Really important part of the game these days is the recovery report. We've got a bit of mail coming out of the camp from the medical side of things. Good news today with the team being named Kurt Mann back in the team. So got a bump there last week, Greeny. It looks like it's recovered. Well, it, initial reports look pretty nasty, but the next follow-ups were pretty good. Yeah, well, he was telling everyone he was going to be out for six weeks. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been out for six days. Uh, yeah, he's he did that on the TV, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the sideline. <laughs> picked up a bit of a bruised knee. Lucky he didn't get carried <laughs> off on a stretcher. He's actually a really tough guy, killer. So, yeah, stoked to see him back. He's a big part of our team. He's so competitive and does all the little things right for us. So it's great that he's back this week. Kalen working through the checkpoints really nicely as well. I see him out in the park a fair bit. He's getting closer to starting to think about that return date. Greeny, where are you at with your knee? Yeah, going really well, Frankie. Very similar to Kalen, just ticking all the boxes uh, at the moment. You know, so far, I haven't had any hiccups or anything that like that. So fingers crossed I'm only a few weeks away from um, getting back on the field. Add that to Edric Lee and Lockie Fitzgibbon also making progression forward. Fits you a, bit, a little bit longer lens, but we'll see those boys rolling back into a really good competition for select in the team. It's always nice when there's tough selection points there, Junior. Two from two means that those boys working their way back into the team is just a bit tougher. Yeah, I'm sure these boys will be all right. But, um, <laughs> oh, look, I think the biggest thing for the first couple of weeks has been, you know, the improvement in Texas game, especially, you know, you forget how young Texas is. He's only played a handful of first grade games. So I think he's done a really good job. And from round one to round two, even his talk around the, the ruck and communication back to me was a lot clearer. So um, he's growing leaps and bounds. And Phoenix got a start there. That was his first first game as a starting half. So you know, obviously gives those boys an opportunity. And when you're coming in at a young age and, you, and you're part of wins, it's good for your confidence. If you want more detail on the recovery report, check out the Knights website with a recovery report there by a high performance manager in Bailing Couples. Take a break. Other side of the break. Let's dive a little deeper into Mitchell Pierce this week. 300 games in the NRL. It's an amazing milestone. It's been quite the journey. We'll work it out. The other side of the break. Looking for merch? Celebrate the past with the limited edition 2021 Heritage jersey. Shop in store or online. Special guest today is Mitchell Pierce, my co-host Blake Green on the Knights HQ podcast. Wow. There's only 42 players in the history of this game since 1908 that have played 300-plus games. And Mitchell Pearce joins that rare air this weekend. We take on the West Tigers Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock, McDonald Jones Stadium. Ironically, his father was a legend for the... The Tigers side of the West Tigers and also playing for the Alan McMahon Shield, which happens each year since 2005. The Knights' first ever coach and one of the Balmain Tigers legend players. So it's quite a big day at McDonald Jones Stadium. He doesn't need a lot of background introduction, but let's talk some stats here on this amazing journey for Mitch. 
306 points, 74 tries. His first grade debut was round two, 2007. His first day, first game for the Newcastle Knights was that famous night. Extra time field goal against Manly where he slotted the one point to win 1918 in round one, 2018. It's been an amazing journey for this young fella. A North Ride Hawks junior, also played with the Asquith Magpies. 19 State of Origin tests, two grand finals. He won 2013. I think for me the most remarkable bit, outside of four Jack Gibson medals and a whole heap of other stats along the way, he captained Australian schoolboys and the New South Wales under-17s in 2006 in a side that contained Israel Folau. Within three months' time, both those two players are playing in the NRL at the tender age of 17. And ever since that day, Mitchell's done nothing but NRL. He's the fifth youngest to this milestone. He would have been the youngest in front of his great mate and his mentor in Freddie Fittler, who just pipped him. But it's an amazing milestone, and we're really, really honoured to be joined today on the podcast. Mitchell Pierce. What a journey. <laughs> How many stats? You made that Jeez. sound better than I am, but... Uh... No, I could have kept going. I've got another three pages, actually. Yeah. That's brilliant. I'll go first, you. It's a unique list that you that you joined, mate. You should be, like, incredibly proud of, of that achievement. I know we'll, we'll laugh in there at all the stuff that, that Frankie rattled off, but, mate, it, it's really special. You know, I've been lucky enough to play in a couple of those 300 games. I, I played with, with two of the best down in, in Melbourne, in Cooper and Cam, in their 300th game, and then at the Warriors, Simon Mannering, another legend of the Warriors. Warriors, they're so emotionally charged when it's it's not even your 300th game wasn't mm. even you know and they're so emotional them games i'm that excited for you this week and i'm super jealous that, that i can't be part of it mate so thanks mate i'm sure it's going to be a huge occasion for you but you know what what are some things that have happened this week how has it felt for you yeah i appreciate that greeny it's uh it's been quite flattering the last couple of days i obviously knew it was coming up with 300 but like other milestones i've had before it's not something you think about at the start of the season well for me personally it's always just about week to week and the bigger goals for the year and for your career but for me I've just been it's been really flattering more than anything just appreciating the support doing the bit of media yesterday and people talking nice about you and stuff like that so it is it is um it's really it's a really nice feeling and um you know the probably for biggest thing for me will be seeing my family and, and friends and running out with the boys you know that's what I play for and it does make people around you proud and that's sort of why I play he says a bit of media greeny Yesterday mm. morning at McDonald Jones Stadium, it was still dark when we arrived. It was about <laughs> past six. <laughs> and Mitchell says to me, oh, mate, do you think it's worth doing? Do you reckon anyone will be interested? No one's going to turn up. <laughs> yeah. His first interview was five past seven. His last one was quarter past ten. And I'm talking straight. He was flat out getting a drink of water in between. He knocked it all out. And so it was a big day, a little bit of media. How did you feel doing that? Yeah, it was, like I said, it was. it's, it's flattering, I suppose, when people acknowledge your career, I suppose. Like you spoke about before in the, in the intro, things have been up and down and um, I've had a real roller coaster of last 15 years really I think as a whole game, every player would probably, and I'm sure Greeny would vouch for that. Rugby league's a real, real roller coaster, especially the position me and, me and Greeny play. It's a, such an emotional game for players day in, day out, and year in, year out. So I think for me to have played this many games, I probably, I'm proud of myself in the fact of the amount of hard work you put in and the discipline that it takes to, to get yourself up each week. Tell us a little bit about that, mate, like in terms of the, the roller coaster. You won the comp with the Roosters in 2013. I know well because I played you in the World Club Challenge. I was for Wigan. <laughs> That's right. And you, and you touched this up. Like you were full of superstars. It's a pretty good team, that one. <laughs> pretty, good. Yeah, pretty good team, that one. It was a big cap that year. But, mate, you've had, like you said, you've had highs and lows. 
because the one I want to ask about is when, when you come back in, you, you play Origin as a young kid, and in my opinion, you cop way too much heat and criticism for things that weren't your fault. And then you come back in and win the series. How good must that have felt? Because I know, I know for me watching that, I was like, mate, I was that happy for you. Thanks, bro. Um, oh, mate, that was that was a really good feeling. I think through Origin and coming in young and obviously falling short a lot of times, it was a quite a traumatic time there. At, at different points, I spoke before about the emotion that goes around all players and the roller coaster that, that footy is, and that's why we love it. But coming out of Origin, when you put so much into those series, and then to fall short, and a lot of those games, as great as Queensland were, they were only they were tight games, and a lot of them only ever always played in. It would always went to a decider. So the amount of emotion to get up for those games, and then obviously the ambush that comes after it, which is all part of it, is it can be tough. So you got to learn to to show some strength of character and and bounce into the next job for your club team so you don't let your teammates down at club footy. So you learn a lot through those times. But for me, you know, that year, 2019, I was playing some really good footy here. And then when I got that opportunity, yeah, just to get the monkey off the back was a great feeling. You're listening to Knights HQ. We are looking and the journey that Mitchell Pearce has been on to get to 300 NRL games, which will be celebrated this Sunday to take on the West Tigers at McDonald Jones Stadium. Jude, when you look back on footy, from an early age, you you were you're always brought into a family that was rugby league. Your father's an iconic rugby league figure. He, he's a game changer both on and off the field. But your family held you back for a little bit. They just wanted to protect you from that. Can you share a bit of that with us? Yeah, so I was always... I uh, always wanted to play footy and then mum and dad didn't want me to play rugby league till I was, well they didn't put an age on it, but I kept knocking the door in until I was about, I was able to play at 10. But um, I think dad more than anything probably just wanted me to go on and play other sports and get another bit of a feel for other things so that it wasn't, he probably knew the attention that was going to come if I played footy, being who he was. So played soccer for a while, played a lot of tennis when I was younger. I really enjoyed tennis, which you might not believe, but I loved it. I used How to watch- hit him? <laughs> Were you, I was you all right there for a I was all right. I got into it for a bit. Athletics was a big thing in my um, in my juniors. I was, I was right into athletics and trained pretty hard for that. But yeah, once I always wanted to play footy, and then once once I started playing, I um, never put the footy down. I can't just go past the tennis. Let's go back for a minute. <laughs> that, that got we, me because he's not he's not real high for a yeah. big serve, but he must have just been like fast around yeah. the court. You know? Are we talking? We yeah, serve and volley type? Not a good backhand. Backhand. <laughs> so you've copped a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember at school. I remember at school that I was playing tennis and being a competitor. It was a pretty funny story. I actually had to go in and see the principal and everything because I spat the dummy. I was playing doubles yeah, yeah. With, um, <laughs> with a guy that was uh, like a guy that was at school that we were sort of we weren't socially friends, but and uh, he wasn't playing real good one game. And <laughs> mum and his parents were there, and I was having a shock. I ended up throwing the racket. I broke the racket, and we're playing against another school, and I had to write a letter into the teachers and everything. So let me picture this: you're, you're, you're at the back back courts of rides. Somewhere and we've got a code violation, Mr. Pierce. Since you didn't do the Djokovic and hit the ball and hit anyone, did you? Was that nah? No. But I was pretty. I had a chip on the shoulder. So that, <laughs> Mum and Dad pulled me up pretty hard for that, and I had to go in and see the principal. But <laughs> Greeny, I'm going to go sideways because it's very important. We now dive into the athletics mm. part of it. What What was your strength in athletics? Were you yeah. shot put type? Yeah, not overly fast. Probably you know I'm a bit of a I don't know what would you call sort of a nuggety sort of build too. Yes. So I couldn't really jump. Over, yeah, couldn't yeah. jump high. <laughs> so high. High jumps yeah, out, high jump, jump. High jump out. I'm going to, yeah, shot put was a bit of yeah. a strength here. Okay. I used to be at it pretty good at sort of the longer distance stuff because I um, <laughs> had a bit of a motor compared to some of the other kids, but that's about it. What was your discipline? Athletics. I was four hundreds and yeah. did a long distance now. It's the worst race part. Oh, <laughs> it's horrible. It's the worst. Four hundreds the worst. Athletics and swimming, in those individual events, doing repetitive things on your own, it's um, yeah, it gets boring. 
it's, and the reason I dive into some of this, if it's not rugby league, have you ever allowed yourself to venture into what would have been for Mitchell Pearce? Not really, because I, I just, yeah, I've always probably the same as as, as Greeny and, and a lot of the boys. You just have a have a have a goal and you just chase as hard as you can, don't you? So yeah. I was never, um, I wasn't a bad kid at school, but I wasn't motivated to learn too much, to be honest. I was alright at English and stuff. Not really. No. <laughs> That's no bombshell for Knights HQ not podcast. Yeah. What about you, Greeny? Were you a studier? He would have been I'm smart, Greeny. Yeah, I, was, I was pretty clever at school, Frankie. I wasn't a massive studier. I just got a, I got a pretty good memory. I can just retain things really well. So I used to be able to read, you know, I'd be able to read a textbook or some work or an essay or something heading into an exam and just retain it and just pretty much recycle it in that exam. So that's the reason I went well. I just had a good memory. Is it the same for you both <laughs> with... Uh, the plays, and, and which leads me into the question to you, Mitchell. What has Blake Green brought to your game? Because he holds a record at the moment, three games, three wins, playing with him in the halves. <laughs> 100%. His record's better than anyone. <laughs> no, Greeny's uh, he's an extremely smart footballer. Um, that was one thing. Always watching Greeny, you could see when you watch Greeny play as a footballer and everything he's done in the game, he's, he's a tactical player and extremely intelligent. But having a fair bit to do with Greeny, obviously, since he's got here and playing with him, he's a very calm player and he's, he's, his IQ around footy is as good as I've seen. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to him getting back on the field and I think uh, what worked well for us was we, we were um, combining well as a combination and understanding each other's games so I think that's something we need to pick back up. For me I, I just I love playing with Junior I remember talking to Tim Smith about him once before I was a young kid at Parramatta with Timmy Smith so and we just used to talk about how well he dives into the line support play and carries the ball so my biggest thing when I come to the club was I want to just allow Junior to just play footy play what he sees when he wants to take the line on and push hard through the line he can do that and not have to worry about what tackle it is what time it is on the clock what part of the field we're on and let, let me sort of handle that part of it and he can just do his thing because he's just such a you know a natural footy player he was a good player Tim Smith wasn't he he was a good mate he had this he had the best pass silky yeah. silky <sighs> skills mate very very good I remember someone Greeny would know more but it was Anthony Watts who I played with at the Roosters yep. early days I remember when we were only young sort of in flag and you're talking about halves and stuff and Tim Smith was I think they went to the same school and he used to say how Smithy would go to the, you know, the telegraph poles on the road he'd be hitting them from 40 metres off one foot so. wow he was a freak he would post past we used to all try and do it and we couldn't do it but that was I remember that story <laughs> yeah. and then I was just watching him play when he came into first grade and his passing game was unbelievable that'd Wait. be a quite catch up you three what's he Tim's yeah and yourself yeah I, I think I would get a bronze medal in that catch up out of those three yeah, I, I don't know if you'd put the pace no, yeah. have you ever thought if you could because you've met so many people in the game if you could line up four people uh, let's say over a coffee rather than a beer. A coffee. Who's coming to your coffee catch up? Oh, it's a hard one to answer that. I suppose when you play with people for so long, like Greeny has as well. I've got good mate, like you know, really good mates that you, you build bonds with. Boy Corden is one of my great mates out of footy. Me and Toddy Carney are really good friends still. You know, a lot of the Roosters guys that I've had a lot to do with. It's hard to just think of four off the cuff, to be honest. Oh, I'll make it easier for both of you. Uh, <laughs> who's the four? We're talking about the beers, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, part of me wants to find out, but I don't think Knights HQ is the right area to do that. Let, let's do right now. You've got a day off, and you got another three of your teammates to join you. Who's the three you're picking from the night? And maybe a little bit why you'd bring them. Ask Granny first. Well, he's thinking Granny. Oh, well, I've, I've got I've got two that I I have over for dinner pretty much once a week. So I have Caitlin and Connor over for dinner once a week. That's because they live together. I don't know how well they cook either, <laughs> but um, and they're great entertainment for me kids. So I, I have them two over frequently so. every week. Uh yeah, every week. Yeah. Wow. 
there you so, go. Where's my invite, bro? Have two. Well, I think you can take care of yourself. <laughs> I'm just more concerned about these two, but yeah. They, um, yeah so they're, them two. But as a squad, we, we get along really well. We spend a heap of time together. So if I had to pick someone, yeah, you got to pick you one. Know, Who's the fourth? Wow, that's hard. Yeah, I'd probably say I'm gonna say Barn. I'll have Barney over. Mitch Barnett, yeah. and yeah, why is that? I'd have June, Junior, Connor. <laughs> Uh, Kalen, because they come as a package. Yeah. And I'd, have Bar- I'd have Barney for some protection and just some <laughs> a bit, of bodyguard. bit of country banter too. Would he have to put his tooth in or out? Would out. You- out. Well, it's funny yeah. when it's out. <laughs> Mitchell Pierce, who's the four coming for your coffee catch-up? I was just thinking the whole time Greeny was talking. About that. <laughs> <laughs> just get everyone over. You want the whole team, his don't His brain's you? spinning. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just, you're just going to sub four, three more in each time you have the whole team. So. We spend plenty of time together, don't we? So I think that's good. Like Greeny said, it's a really close team. I think when you live up here one thing I noticed moving from Sydney to Newcastle because everyone lives so close as well bit of a different sort of uh, setup to what yeah. you sort of get in Sydney clubs I want to ask about your mum Terry she's been there through thick and thin through the whole way I'm lucky enough to know her personally she's always been just such a rock solid person has she played a key role in you in your career both on and off the field like what's she given to you yeah um, obviously mum's been um, been amazing for me she's a great mum loyal mum lots of love I can't do too much wrong in my mum's eyes oh, there so we go. I don't know that's always been a good thing yeah but, uh, that's what she, that's what they're there for mate yeah they just yeah, love yeah, regardless exactly. don't they yeah. did, did she ever get like because she'd been through so many years of watching your dad play I'm sure back in the day she probably had to do the stats and all the tackle count which would have been high for your dad has she ever given that. you any footy feedback your mum Terry no nah, she doesn't really she'll, she'll always even if I play kick three balls out the full she says I had a good game so <laughs> I don't really listen to her advice Does <laughs> <laughs> your mum give you any feedback because I know I get, your mum yeah, well too no, I, I get plenty of feedback um, not not so much footy feedback but she's a straight shooter my mum tells me what she uh, thinks how she feels so you know that's why I love her because I can get the truth out of her straight away and if I know if I've done the wrong thing I'll certainly hear about it boys let's I'm going to ask you to do something which might be reasonably difficult but it's important Blake Green I want you to sum up in a about a sentence or so, how people will look back on Mitchell Pierce's first 300 games, because there's still more to come. But 300 more. First 300? <laughs> yeah, first 300. I'll be in a wheelchair by 500. Um, I think they'll see it as a, a talented kid that came in, very strong defensively, took the line on and just played instinctively in the game. So, And I think that's still his best attributes today. Mitchell, your first coach that gave you a debut, Chris Anderson, said this week that from the day you walked in as a strong, confident, hard-working 17-year-old, you were made for footy and you never stopped trying. You're one of his favourite players. How do you want people to look back on your first 300 games? How would you like to be remembered? I think compliments like you just said then sit pretty well with me. Um, I've been someone who's always... I've loved the game and respected the game since I was a kid. You know, you, you grow up wanting to be like your heroes and you want to carve out a career in footy and be the best player you can be that's the goal from majority of players that are playing and that I was no different so to have people say that you've given your all and worked your backside off and competed that's that sits well with me when you look back you've had some amazing points already this week and there's a lot more to come has anything jumped out of you and thought oh that's right I did that or I was surprised to hear from that person what surprised you this week I think when people ask about the 300 games or however many games someone's played, there's little games in between all those ones that you think and you remember more than anything. You know, like some might have just been a different club games here and there, just different things. That's made me think more about just different moments that were fun. Sometimes it'll be different games that you don't even, most people wouldn't even remember, but you remember little things that happen. So that's the biggest thing that's been coming up for me don't underestimate this milestone mate it, it's phenomenal 300 games i think there's plenty more to come i reckon you'll play to you 50 if they let you <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting gray already so 
Whitehead halfback. <laughs> congratulations. Whitehead halfback. <laughs> congratulations so far. Enjoy Sunday. Play well. Do well. And uh, we dip our hat. 300 games. A hell of a monster. Thank you. Your power powers our nights. Come out charging and Welcome secure your 2021 membership at nightshub.com.au. Right, we do a fast five, Greeny, so I want you to join me in this. We're going to hit Mitchell Pierce, our special guest today, with five questions. Right, Junior. Favourite thing to do in Newcastle? There's heaps of good things I love about in Newy, going to the beach in summer, but uh, probably the cafes. Oh, yeah. Like the cafes. The hood. I've been going to the hood a fair bit in the junction, and Lotus is always good, but sometimes there's too many people there that you run into all the boys. <laughs> sometimes you want to hang on out on my own. So. Just quiet time, mate. Yeah, yeah. Your own space. <laughs> what about the last book you've read, Ju? I've been reading a book lately called How to Live Like a Monk. Sounds oh, yeah. a bit weird, but... Sounds really weird. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really weird. It's actually a really cool cool read. It's just about... It's a lot around mindfulness stuff, so I've been reading that and enjoying it. Who put you onto that? Uh, my sister, actually. Did she? Like a lot of the boys, we've been doing a lot of mindfulness stuff. I've been doing a fair bit of, of breathing and, and, and the mindfulness side of things and talking to my sister about that, and she, she told me to read this book. Adam Mad Dog McDougall's a big advocate for that book. Is he? Yeah, he yeah. loves it. Yeah. It's really good. All right. Who or what would you be lost without? Kristen. Beautiful. Yeah. What about um, favourite drink, mate? Non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we can't let that one slide through. Do you actually bother? Do you bother? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a non-alcoholic beer? I actually do. Oh, uh, I've seen you uh, have one. My, uh, <laughs> talk about my sister, actually. My sister was a pretty big drinker, and she's been she hasn't drunk for about six months. So she's been drinking these non-alcoholic beers, and um, I've tried one with her because I've been staying off the drink as well, and yeah. they taste all right. Oh, they go. look the part too yeah. Same bottle Yeah I'll try one for you Okay <laughs> Who was your hero growing up Or someone who you Mentored you through Plenty of people mentor me through But my hero growing up well, I had two Freddie and uh, Joey Okay Two lively characters Yeah What, what did you love as, about as them As halves Like a, yeah. from football point of view for, As heroes Probably your parents Like dad was obviously Probably a hero And mm. As a kid, but then football heroes was was those two. Just obviously love what they did as players. And we're yeah. going to wrap up with a health and fitness philosophy tip brought to you by Balance Collective. Mitch, talk to us about mindfulness and meditation. It's something you now spend a lot of time doing. Yeah, especially lately, I've been right into it. We actually got uh, open to the Wim Hof stuff. Yeah. Connor, Connor, and, and Greeny were really the ones that were uh, getting right into it around Christmas time. So I sort of gave it a, gave it a try. I can't believe how good you feel after doing it so i've been doing that daily um and then just some stillness breathing as well introduced from the from the club and just the benefits have been unbelievable i'm, I'm really feeling myself slow down and really enjoying tapping into it yeah I, I, a mate of mine canon tipped me into um a little oh, i guess a little program thing to do for 100 days to write down 23 things to tick off each day yep. and it helps you sort of build momentum into the day and give yourself a sense of accomplishment so just after I did my knees when I started doing it, just so I didn't drop the lip and feel sorry for myself. And that breathing and the mindfulness sort of sitting still was a part of that. And um, yeah, mate, I actually love it. That's what you get every week here on the Knights HQ. You'll get a health and fitness philosophy tip. Thanks to Balance Collective and a little bit of mindfulness. I like that. I could probably do with a bit of that. Just, slows just, you, just slow yourself down. Yeah. Just relax. Bit of, bit of time to yourself. Bit of zen. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm just going to nod off now, actually. No, we can't do that. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. We'll take a break on the other side of the break. We'll look ahead. What's coming up? What's to look forward to? Alan McMahon's Shield, 300 games for Mitchell Pearce. All happening this Sunday, McDonald Jones Stadium, 4 p.m. 
Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Knights HQ. Okay, we're in the back straight now of the Knights HQ podcast. Uh, episode two, the first episode, boys, was outstanding. And I'm going to review that in a little minute for you and tell you what Sharon O'Brien said about the coach. Before we go there, our special guest, Mitchell Pierce, come out 300 games this weekend. And Blake Green's been doing the uh, co-pilot stuff today. Hey, the next uh, couple of games are really important. This week, West Tigers, the Alan McMahon Shield, and 300 games for Mitchell are important. Greeny, but what on the field do the Knights need to do well? Because this could be a danger game. I just think physically we need to start the game well. I think that from watching the first two rounds, anyone that's in the in the contest physically and hold on to the footy are generally getting the, the fair share of possession and winning the game. And momentum's so big at the moment, I think, in these games. So if you, if you start slow, it's hard to crawl your way back in. So... I think that's been a, a, a pretty good pretty good gauge on, on how teams are going. So anyone that starts hard and fast have been going really well. And, you know, the only teams that have been able to turn that around, Parramatta turned it around in round one, but then they started so hot in the second half. Mm. And then, you know, Brisbane couldn't wrestle it back. So, yeah, momentum's a big one. Long turnaround, Junior. You go from a Friday night game to a Sunday game. Give you little old bones a bit of time to heal. Yeah, I think it's been good having those extra few days off training. I think it's it's. I really enjoy having you know those continuous games where you're playing seven to seven to seven. But it is uh, after after a wet night and a big forward pack last week. It's it's been good for the boys to freshen up a bit. Now, Green, interesting one that may never be seen again. West Tigers. You played them twice in two weeks, but for two different clubs. It was a weird one. Two results, too. <laughs> yeah, so my last game at the Warriors was against them. I'm at the, the Sydney Cricket Ground, and then yeah, my first game at the Knights up here, McDonald Jones was against them. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different one. I'm not sure if that's a record, but... I'll, it's uh, got to be some type some, of record. <laughs> Let's have a look at the fan forum, what the people have said about the first episode. I'm going to remind you of the first episode. We had Sharon O'Brien in as our special guest. How was she? she oh, she pulled the curtain back on the coach, Adam O'Brien. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, some of his music types that he likes to listen to. What is it? Glee. Yeah. And he dances in country music. He dances this dance with his thumbs a little bit. So check out, you can have a look at the uh, podcast. Check out episode one with Sharon O'Brien. One thing that she didn't say on air, but um, well, next time we have Sharon on, he, he goes to the toilet with absolutely no clothes on. He takes all of his clothes off. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. And so does the head of football, uh, Danny Vadera. So this is the type of insight you're going to get wow. on our podcast. So um, I've actually got a review here, Frankie. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've just been Research, good work. What a great opportunity to get an insight into the people that mean so much to their supporter base. Frank doesn't talk over his guests, instead allowing them to shine. Oh, Frankie. Thank you. It was a truly insightful interview with both Sharon and Connor if something makes you smile laugh and take away some life lessons can't be a bad thing all the best to all love and hugs Jeff thanks mum thanks Jeff Jeff was it (laughs) (laughs) no that's lovely see that's the type of thing we'd like you now uh, to go on and give us a review there's a rating there and I'll give you a tip you just tap the five press five give us five star rating Apple is the best place to check it out so the Apple podcast you can also get us on Spotify or Castbox you can Google us so check it all out pretty cool we're liking what we see next episode we're going to get those two you have over for dinner all the time greenie we're going to get kaylin and connor on well, they're professionals mate they'll be good they should be good and it's uh, it's a lot of fun isn't it junior 
Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> He's pumped. He just nodded off there. Cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you write a review for us after this? I can help you ride if you like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, jump just on. Criticise you. Just having you. Yeah, give me a little bit of feedback, and we'd uh, we'd like that. If you've got questions that you'd like to ask the boys, like actually, before we go, I've got a couple of questions here. I almost forgot. This one's for you, Junior, from Jared. Uh, you played in one of the best games of all time in 2010. It was a semi-final, ironically, against the Tigers. What was your experience of that game? I had a fight with Benji Marshall. Yeah, that's all. That's weird. <laughs> hilarious. Was it a bantamweight type? <laughs> no, he just got up and pushed me and then he chinned me. I was like, oh, I've got to do my best. So it was funny. I haven't been much of a fighter in games. So that's what I remember. And then obviously the way the game went. It was a crazy game of footy. Tell us what happened. What was the end? Well, the Tigers had all the possession. They missed a few tries. I think three or four tries got disallowed. And then uh, we were down by about 14 points with... Uh, not long to go. And then Toddy turned turned it on, set up a couple of tries, and then I ended up getting one off under the post off him late, and then um, Braves kicked that field goal. Braves the master, a wonderful field goal. Was, you had, was that the one when um, Skidzy runs the, was he run the length and scoring the yeah. ball? Yeah, yeah, Sean Kelly intercept. Don't you love a little bit of rugby league vernacular? Skidzy and Toddy. Oh, yeah. no. So Todd Carney and Sean Kenny Dow That's we're talking about really, there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one for you, I think, here. Hector. Hector, Hector. <laughs> Hector. You hectic man. Thanks for writing in. We appreciate uh, both of you, actually. We'll start with you, Greeny. What's your game day breakfast? Yeah, so I go out for breakfast on game days. I generally get up and, and go for a swim early in the morning, and then, yeah, me and the family always have breakfast out. That's lovely. What about you, Junior? Yeah, I go out for breakfast, too. What do you have? No, I'm pretty standard. Just scrambled eggs, bacon, avocado, mm. nothing really. Yeah, yeah likewise. Yeah. I haven't changed that since... 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Since that game. I'm, I'm Since just trying to go back game. to 2010. They wouldn't have even had smashed avocado <laughs> nah. with feta and stuff back then. Lucky you had a pretty standard They used to just diet. give you the whole avocado, then they didn't smash it. Yeah. Up. It wasn't fancy. We didn't like, drink it like Rocky out of a protein <laughs> shake. <laughs> hey, if you get any questions, send them to media at newcastlenights.com.au. Remember, subscribe. Leave a little review on the podcast. That'd be lovely. Go through Apple is our preferred. Hey, boys, thank you. We could talk forever. This has been a, a wonderful experience. We appreciate having on junior enjoy sunday go well enjoy the rest of this journey (laughs) (laughs) thanks mate thanks francois thanks for having me that's the knights hq podcast catches here on apple knights hq needs you rate and review wherever you listen